Well, thank you for joining us here on another episode on Viewpoints. And we are still in our sermon series talking about mental health, but today we have a very exciting episode. Uh, we have Sean, Pastor Sean, with us today. Thank you for being with us. And we also have Candice Mahaffey. And Candice, you've actually been on the show before. And so for the listener, why don't you just tell us what you do and kind of the line of work that you're in? Yeah. Thanks so much for having me back. Yeah. It's an honor to be here again. And first, I just want to say I'm so thrilled that Crestview is doing another mm-hmm. series on mental health. I just really applaud y'all and commend yeah. you for doing that. Um, but I am a licensed professional counselor here in the state of Texas. Uh, I've been in practice for over 10 years now. Uh, and I have a small private practice here in Midland mm-hmm. currently. Um, I enjoy working with a range of topics. I really have a special focus for working with clients who have autoimmune diseases, chronic illnesses, mm-hmm. uh, work with a lot of postpartum depression, uh, mothers, and ob- obviously just kind of the generalized anxiety, depression yeah. type, type things as well. Um, I've worked in a multitude of settings. I've worked psychiatric inpatient. I've worked group practice, group therapy. Um, I've also worked at nonprofit community centers and now in my private practice. Um, I'm a wife. Uh, we've been married for 10 years now. Um, mother of two, got an eight-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter. And most importantly, I'm also a, a child of Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Well, again, we, we just can't thank you enough, and I know today's episode is going to be impactful. Um, but let's just kind of dive right into the, the first question that we have for you. Um, in your practice, how have you seen medical treatment and spiritual treatment work together hand in hand? Well, I love when I get to see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not always the case. I think we really, um, as a society, like to separate mental health from yeah medical. We like Mm -hmm. to separate it from spiritual. And I really, truly, personally believe the more we can encompass a whole person treatment, the better off we are. And I say that both um, not as a medical professional, but seeing that medically, but as a mental health professional, when we can encompass um, a whole person treatment. Uh, We're designed both with physical, social, emotional, mental, and spiritual needs and I don't really see the purpose in separating those. Right. I feel like when we can treat a whole person and encompass all of those, the outcome is much better. Um, so just to kind of answer that, I mm-hmm. think it works best when we can we can treat both versus separating. Um, I know in my own practice, you know, part of providing treatment includes developing a treatment plan, meaning why is someone coming in? Mm-hmm. How are we helping? What's the plan moving forward? Um, I know that may be a surprise to some that we don't just sit down and talk. Right. And <laughs> there actually is some uh, clinical stuff happening in the background there. Um, but one of those things of a treatment plan includes developing, um, identifying healthy coping skills or developing them mm-hmm. and identifying needed resources. Um, I think it's a shame if we don't use that whole person approach and we don't include someone's spirituality right. in that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think it's really important to do that um, so I can figure out if they have a faith, what does that look like? What do they believe? And how can we utilize that in some of those uh, right. mental health aspects? Yeah, absolutely. How would you say your personal faith has influenced the way you, you teach and, and, and help these people um, in your practice? How would you say that that works with your own personal faith? Sure. Um, first off, I'd like to say it's been really just uh, kind of a beautiful evolution. Um, Reflecting back, um, when I was a newbie, when I was fresh out of grad school, um, the first setting I worked in was at a psychiatric hospital. It was a very structured environment, meaning treatment was also very structured. Um, So in the early work, I was very careful to not be unethical or spiritually influential. Mm -hmm. That was not my job. That was made very clear in that setting. 
Um, so I also can see that it was a lack of my own uh, spiritual maturity and professional inexperience, but I really would avoid spiritual talks yeah. in counseling. I just felt like, oh, no, let's not let's not go there. Um, and if, if a client or patient would bring it up, I would kind of address it just to explore, like, okay, well, you brought it up. We'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. But it just felt like really safe, unsafe territory for me. Right. Fast forward, you know, decade later of experience and my own personal growth. Um, now I dive into that. I want to know what a person's faith is, and I want to incorporate it into work. That's good. And I really feel like I have the freedom to do so in private practice. Mm -hmm. um, I get to, you know, I follow my ethical guidelines, yeah. of course, but I get to do that and I get to really utilize that. Um, I, I feel like I can have those hard conversations with clients now about their faith while being ethical, mm -hmm. especially if I align with another believer, we can really dive in. Um, or if I'm working with someone with a different religion, I can have those conversations. Right. Yeah. I can even have those conversations with someone who believes, you know, that has a stance of agnostic or mm -hmm. atheist, um, where, where there's room to work there too. The Holy Spirit is still at work, even in Absolutely. that setting. Yeah. Um, and now in my private practice, I pray over my clients. I pray independently That's awesome. before yeah. each workday. Um, I pray that the Holy Spirit just moves in me, that, um, that, you know, that it's less me and more him mm -hmm. speaking awesome. um, because, you know, as again, kind of reflecting back as a new professional, I would think I had to walk into each session with a plan and how right. are we going to address this and what am I going to do? I thought I had to have it all lined out. Mm -hmm. And now, and I still have lots of room for growth. I'm far from being <laughs> <laughs> done. But now I kind of take the stance of I don't have to have it all figured out. Sure. And it's actually much more beautiful and effective when I don't have yeah. that um, attitude mm -hmm. that yeah. I just let – God worked through me, um, and I, I do have my clinical background. I have my professional experience. But there have been times where I've sat with someone, and I'm listening to them talk about their struggles. And I, I see Satan's footholds, and mm -hmm. I see where he has taken a small crevice, and he's just kind of hanging out in there and just calling that out and sure. you know, yeah. praying or encouraging them to pray and use that resource and to just pray the Holy Spirit over them when they're in those, those moments. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you touched on a lot of that stuff of just basically saying that it's not on your own strength, that you have to have it all figured out or tell these <laughs> yeah. patients, hey, this is what you have to do. But I know in the line of work that me and Sean are in as well, yeah. sometime, on the flip side of that, it was kind of crazy to me to go, you know, we have to feel like we have it all figured out on scriptural base. Sure. But I remember the first time I was thinking of like and hearing self-care and rest. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like these are powerful tools that you can use on the opposite of kind of where me and you are. But that mm -hmm. is amazing. And I'm just so glad to hear that you're praying for these patients and you're helping them through their faith. It's amazing. Um, I kind of want to touch on some other things and kind of dive a little bit deeper. As sure. Christians, I think we tend to use, you know, all these Christian words. And like you said, we try to have everything figured out. But what would you say to the people that go, just have more faith? Uh, it's, you know, you got to kind of work through that type of mindset. Have you seen that a lot in your practice with people trying to help other people? Um, not necessarily in my practice, but I see it. I mean, I attend church mm -hmm. and I've, I've seen yeah. it. I, I, I hear those words. Um, I think it kind of, I just want to circle back to taking that mm -hmm. kind of segregated approach to treating a person. Um, I think that if we're not looking at somebody as a whole, that their emotional or mental needs might need professional attending too. Right. Um, you know, I feel like 
I just want to ask this question. Would we say that to somebody with a medical condition? Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, we look at them and we say, no, like, t- t- take your medications, mm-hmm. uh, follow a healthy diet and lifestyle, follow your medical guidelines for a good recovery. And I just, yeah. I, I wonder why we take that approach with mental health. I mean, there's a lot of stigma. I understand the why, but right. um, I want to ask better, like, why are we not encouraging each other to utilize resources? Mm-hmm. I feel like God gifts us these resources, whether it's a counselor, a psychiatrist, a support group, um, no different than he might gift us a doctor, yeah. a physician that brings us the healing for a medical condition. Yeah. Um, that's a good point. Yeah. So that's just kind of my own personal standpoint on that of let's just look at it not so different, but just another part of being human and see where God s- supplies us with what we need yeah, absolutely. in different forms. It's good. Yeah. Sean, what about you? I know that, again, like we've been in a lot of counseling sessions with whether it be students or adults. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that mindset? I think it's really interesting how the author of one of the Gospels in the book of Acts mm-hmm. was a physician. He was yeah. a doctor. It was Luke. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just thought, I think it's always been silly to separate the medical field from spirituality and from faith practices um, because it's it's just not in the Bible to have that. Whenever people talk about experiencing healing as this consequence of having more faith, like this is the result. If you have enough faith, you're going to be healthy. You're going to be healed. Um, whether that's for like a physical condition, like an illness, a virus or something going on, or something that's a mental health issue, I think you're really presenting a false gospel. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in in the church world, the church language we would use is the prosperity gospel, right? If you have enough faith, you're going to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. But mm. that's not what the Bible presents. That not, That's not who Jesus is. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, in particularly in mental health, the stigma and that, that separation that's there is just so non-biblically founded. I think it's just tradition and like the, the stigma that, that, Candace, that you were talking about that we have around mental health. Um, yeah. But I think it's on both sides. I think there's the Christians who think this has got to be a God fix, and then there's the secular side of it, that maybe the non-Christian side that would say, no, faith doesn't have anything to do with this. It's all the chemical imbalance. It's all like like circumstances in right. someone's life. But there really is a, a combination of things. And, and Candace, something that you had mentioned it, um, is like taking that combined approach. Like you can deal with maybe some of the lies, deal with some of the spirituality, deal with like pointing out some of Satan's footholds. While also appropriately treating symptoms and those chemical imbalances, like it's not one or the other, you can have both going on. In uh, James chapter one verse seventeen, it says that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. And I love that verse because it's it's saying everything that is good comes from God. And so if we can identify that something is good, we need to then attribute that to God. And so for me, I, I I go towards healing. All healing is good, whether by medicine or by miracle. If it's healing, it's from God. And so I don't think that it would be uh, biblical in any way to say that you can't take medicine to address a mental health issue or you can't see a secular counselor to address a mental health issue. I think um, if it's going to treat something and bring you to a healthier place, then that is God working his goodness. That's good. And and Candace, I just want to throw it back to you. And Sean, thank you so much for for touching on that. Um, For the listener, we have quite a few people that listen. And I know last time we talked about this, when we spoke with you, that was shared a lot. And I think that helped a a ton of people. So to the listener today that's listening, maybe in his car, what what would be one thing that you would tell them on this subject to kind of just 
help them stick with it throughout the week? Something that you want to share with them um, to kind of end this podcast? Um, you know, it's funny. As I was driving over here, um, the song Fear is a Liar came mm-hmm. on. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, you know, that is such a great stance um, because we talk about fear a lot in counseling. Yeah. And we can identify fear in a mental health way, um, talking about how it is um, what we call a cognitive distortion sometimes. Right. Fear, obviously, there are realistic fears, you know, things we should be afraid of for our own safety measures. Mm-hmm. But often that's not what people come into counseling for. It's the it's the psychological fears. And that's where that song fits in. You know, fear is a liar and how often I deal with that in wow. sessions of just really breaking that down. And I can take my psychology, I can use cognitive behavioral therapy to take that fear that is a lie from Satan, mm. break it into a psychological stance that I use in counseling and plug God right in there with mm. it. And it's just this beautiful stance. Um, you know, so to encourage somebody that's going through this, anything, we're all going through things, um, whether it's a season or a, a constant, don't forget your truths. Yeah. God yeah. is truth. God is there. If he, if you feel called to seek out professional help, uh, to seek out help within your church community, I don't know that any of it's wrong if it doesn't take you away from God. If yeah. it brings you back, yeah. uh, kind of like Sean said, I mean, a healing is good and good things are from God. That's awesome. That's great. Candace, thank you so much. Yeah. Pastor John actually talked about that not too long ago about don't believe everything you think. Yeah. And I think that fits hand in hand with what you just said of don't don't forget the truths. And so, uh, but Sean, any final thoughts on this sermon series you just preached uh, this Sunday morning, which was great. And so anything that you would like to leave the listener with today? I think it would just be that that final reminder that the power of God is so much bigger than what you're going through. Um, yes. But at the exact same time, God is not so big that he's distant from you, right. that he's near, that he w- is inviting us closer to him, and that whenever we bring our situations to him, it's a promise in the Bible that his peace will guard us. And so in this series, The Battle in Your Mind, the victory that we can have is God's peace guarding our hearts and minds. It's not necessarily a change of our circumstances, but it's our hearts and our minds guarded by God's peace. That's awesome. Candice, thank you so much again for being with us today. Thanks for having me back. Sean, thank you. To the listener, we hope this helps you. And remember your truths. God bless.